Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here today with Justin Rosario. Bob is on holiday. Bob's on vacation for the next two weeks, so he'll be missing this week and next week. So, Justin, uh, my friend, it's just you and I. I, I hope we can we can manage without Bob. We've done this once before. Yeah, yeah. We, well, I've got a face for radio, and Bob has the voice for radio, so that works out. <laughs> Everybody, we're going to do our best. Um, today, This week, we're going to be talking about the January 6th hearings, the extraordinary test testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson. Uh, and why this could be um, quite significant in the in the uh, the fight to get Trump imprisoned. Uh, we've also got the Supreme Court's absolutely terrifying EPA ruling, um, and then we are going to be discussing the midterms, the uh, coming up in November, and whether the Roe versus Wade. Uh, ruling is going to affect that. We have our both sides segment where we dis- we have examples of shocking Republican extremism and highlight the fact that this is not a both sides situation, that the Democrats are indeed not as bad as Republicans. Uh, then we're going to go into the members only section where we're going to be talking about, we're probably going to be discussing my article that I wrote this week on um, America's civil war. And I argue that we are already in one. Um, so we've got lots to say about that. So I hope you'll join us in the members section to discuss that. So, uh, Justin, the uh, the hearings this week, um, how bad in your estimation is this for Trump? It's pretty bad, Ben. It's no. pretty bad. It's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's, it's insanely bad is what it is. And you can tell how bad it is by how hard the 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 Fox News people and how hard the Republicans have gone after Hutchinson. I mean, they're going after her hammer and tongs to discredit her, which has not. Been, I mean, they've done some of that with other people who've testified. They're really going after her, like really, really hard because she was in the room where it happened. <laughs> so it, right. I mean, look. So let's. I'm just going to go through a little bit what. Her testimony included, right? This was um, as summarized in Politico, right? So here we are. These are um, uh, four different points that that, uh, I I wanted to bring up so you can kind of get an overview of just how bad this is. So according to Hutchinson, Trump was informed that members of the crowd during the Stop the Steal rally by his supporters on January 6th carried weapons. He asked the Secret Service to dismantle metal detectors to let them in to the ellipse so his audience looked larger. Those rallygoers would later march to the Capitol and mount a violent siege aimed at disrupting Congress, Congress's certification of Trump's loss. 
Two, Trump lunged at the steering wheel of his presidential vehicle after he was informed that the Secret Service would not permit him travel to the Capitol following his speech at the Ellipse Rally. Three, Trump told aides that he agreed with those who stormed the Capitol and thought they were right to call for Pence's hanging. Four, Meadows and Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani sought pardons from the then president for their actions related to challenging the election. Um, so this is probably about as bad as it could get, right? Um, Hutchinson said that she was disgusted of Trump's behavior in January 6, particularly after he tweeted an attack on Mike Pence. Uh, she said it was unpatriotic, it was un-American, and we were watching the Capitol building get defaced over a lie. Uh, one, one key point, when mm. Trump was talking about letting the people in with weapons, he was very clear, they're not here to hurt me. He knew that. He was very clear about that. And that's important because he understood what the crowd was there for. Yes, so, exactly. Right. So so I think this further, go, it further goes to the, the, the narrative that um, – he was he he wasn't he incited the coup. He what he knew that they were armed. He knew uh, that they were itching uh, for for violence, itching for a fight, and he egged them on. He was he was warned. He was told about it, and he egged them on anyway. Um, and his his disdain for Mike Pence, his vice president, is I think like, and the fact that he seemed to be you know unconcerned as as to whether they were going to actually murder him. Uh, again, is a sort of um, I think an indictment of his intention, right? That that shows what his intent was on that day, and I think this is, you know, as you were saying, it's kind of like the missing link, right? This exactly. This is the piece of evidence that we need. You know, you have to have intent, right? We have to. The, 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 if there's going to be a criminal proceeding, there has to be. It has to show intent. There has to that he intended for this to happen. And I think Hutchinson's testimony makes it clear that he did. So they wanted Mike Pence out of the way. Either they wanted him killed or they wanted him whisked away from the um, the Capitol, which is one of the reasons Mike Pence would not go with Secret Service. He wouldn't get in. The, that's the whole thing about I won't get in the car. I don't trust them because they were going to try and take him away from the Capitol and just kind of disappear him, not like murder him but just get him out of the way, just keep driving in order to have Patrick Leahy, who they had said the day before, right? They, they were on the record saying that Patrick Leahy was going to be the person presiding over the, the electoral count because Mike Pence wasn't going to be there. Patrick Leahy was going to do what Trump wanted, and they needed to get Mike Pence to go away in order to do that. So yeah. this was very much a part of the plan was to make Mike Pence go away one way or the other. And Mike Pence made it very clear that he wasn't going to do it and he wasn't going to leave. Well, plan B or plan C was get him killed. It's, and that's what Trump tried to do with his little mob. If he wasn't so lazy, if he'd walked a mile and a half from the Capitol to the White House, uh, from the White House to the Capitol, which, you know, it's a walk, but he could have done it. But if he wasn't so lazy and he hadn't tried to get driven there, he might have done it. He might have pulled it off, but he was too lazy. He wouldn't. He wouldn't walk it. He insisted on. You know, he wanted to be driven, and they wouldn't do it because it was too dangerous. They thought. So it was interesting to to watch 
Trump's uh, Trump reacted to this in real time. Um, he 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 posted he, eleven posts on on whatever that plat what is it called Truth Social that Twitter ripoff that the the right has right. now created. Uh, calling her a third rate social climber and um, also he doesn't know who she is even though he was right there in the uh, West Wing. He never he had no idea who she was. Yeah, and it, it it does seem to me that the mood has sort of changed on this, right? Like I don't. Is there, there seems to be, you know, you sort of try to gauge the, the the public kind of reaction to this, right? Like, how is the public responding to this? How are the, the you know the organs of power responding to this? And it seems like, at least to me, that the nature of this has now changed, right? That this is that there's now clear evidence for um, uh, a, a criminal indictment, right? That this is like. If they don't investigate, if if he's not hauled up um, and and put in the dock, I don't really understand what the point of you know American democracy is anymore, right? They well, absolutely have to do something. There's a bunch of legal experts. I mean, they they wrote up. I think it's in the in the Washington Post. A bunch of legal experts. It's either that or the Guardian. A bunch of legal experts have already said it's just like before. We were like, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this off if they have enough to really, you know bring up a case against them i mean it's obvious he did something but that's not enough to necessarily bring up a case like you have to have evidence not just it's obvious he did something but you have to have the evidence now it's like okay now it's pretty likely that they're gonna have to bring a case against them because now you do have the evidence you know yeah, so not, they, they've, they've moved solid from, evidence yeah they've moved from maybe not to uh it's pretty likely there's gonna be he's gonna get charged with something which is one of the reasons they tried to get to her and say, "Hey, you know, we're going to be paying attention to you, and you know, we're, we're you know, you're 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 our friend." You know, the whole mob shit—it's all mm. mob shit with them. They don't tell her, they don't threaten her, they don't promise anything. But you know, you're our friend, and we're going to be paying attention. And you know, we don't want you to do anything that you know that you shouldn't be doing. Blah blah blah. It's all mob shit with them. It's yeah, I I um. I've been sort of, you know, if you look at, again, the, the right-wing reaction to this, which is, as you noted, was it is immediately to try to to, to discredit her, um, which means I think that they, they're quite worried about this, right? And I think that, that they are right to be worried about this because it also, the, the implications are, this goes from the top to the bottom. I mean, we've been saying this for, for weeks, over, you know, over the January 6th hearing that the the evidence is now very compelling that all the way from the kind of grunts who actually stormed the Capitol up to the very, very highest echelons of the Trump administration, they they all knew what was going on. And the case is now becoming clearer and clearer and clearer um, about how organized this was, how orchestrated it was, uh, and the intent behind, tr- you know, Trump and his inner circle. Um, and, you know, this is they're going to have to have they're going to have to pull out a, a very very um, airtight defense to 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 counter any of this stuff and they don't have one i mean they're attacking the credibility of Hutchinson, which look i i think there is a point to be made about anybody within trump's inner circle right the fact that they're in trump's inner circle uh, means that they're inherently unreliable right so right. The, the, but the, are they more or less reliable than trump himself you know? Is it is it possible to be less unreliable, more unreliable than Trump? 
Yeah. So this the argument, right? That that you know, Trump says this is all nonsense. This is all you, you can't trust her, right? You know, does that carry weight anymore? Like that's the thing. I mean, that's always been Trump's defense. It's like everybody else around him is lying. He's the only one telling the truth. Um, but when you have, I mean, and all the witnesses, right? I think the the, the hearings have been incredibly clever, right? In that, um, you know, what they're saying. And it's been all Republicans, right? They right. keep having Republicans coming in instead yeah. of Democrats. So they can't do It's like, oh, it's a witch hunt. It's like, nah, man, this is all your people. Right. What, you're saying all these Republicans decided that, oh, we're just going to help Democrats. It's like, really? Does that sound reasonable to you? Does that sound possible to you? Are you insane? What's wrong yes. with you? <laughs> yes, they're making the case. Um, they're allowing Trump's inner circle to essentially make the case. Right. So it's not, you know, these aren't partisan Democrats coming in and saying and, and making these accusations. These are Trump's own people making these accusations. So which, which, again, was sort of the story of Trump's entire presidency. Right. So, he, you know, Trump's entire presidency would be he'd get these bring these people in. Um, anybody with half a brain would realize that the guy was a fucking lunatic. And and then they'd come out and say, yeah, this guy's nuts. But Trump would then say, oh, yeah, this, you know, uh, this guy was irrelevant or this person, I you know, I barely knew them. Um, it was the coffee you know, boy. It was the coffee yeah. boy. I never, I never even met this person. Right. Or they're lying or they're part of like, a, you know, a conspiracy theory to, to do this, that and the other. But that's been his defense all along. But now I, I, I don't know. I think the January 6th hearing is, is it's really the first time when we've been able to sort of put all of this um you know, to, to, to test, to really, really get people close to Trump on record, right? And and just show you how, and all of them, it, like sequentially, right? We're seeing them one by one by one lining up and saying, yeah, this guy's crazy. This is what happened. This is how bad it was. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, I've never seen anything like this in my, in, in my entire life. In my entire history of watching politics, I've never seen anything like this. I have ne- God and this willing, is, we never will again. <laughs> right. But this, is, this has to be, without a doubt, the most, that's probably the most important testimony against a president I've ever seen, right, or, or I've ever heard of. Right. This is this this is way worse than Watergate. Watergate's nothing. Watergate is like a minor shop, a teenager shoplifting compared to this. This. Oh yeah, no, this yeah. is off the charts. Off the charts. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta bring up a point that that no one really seems to be talking about, which has been driving me absolutely batshit insane. So we know for a fact that the 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 this mob of people were heavily armed because we have tape of the police talking about it right they, they talk about how they have guns they have ar-15s right now you can't hide an ar-15 right they're they're too large so if the police said they saw ar-15s they saw ar-15s so right. that mob had assault rifles in washington dc where guns are not allowed you can't fucking carry guns in a in Washington D.C., much less carry them out in the open. Okay, mm. no one was arrested that day. Amazing for, for carrying guns. Now, do you remember the picture of the police in full riot gear in the steps of the Lincoln Memorial for the Black Lives Matter protest? Do you remember that picture? Yes, I, they were there for just a peaceful protest. 
Ain't nobody have any weapons. And that was the regular police, right? So now the Capitol police were undermanned and they weren't prepared, right? But this would this group of people, they weren't in the Capitol yet. They weren't on the Capitol grounds yet necessarily. They were just out there. They hadn't gone through the metal detectors and the regular police just left them alone. Can you even contemplate a Black Lives Matter protest? Doesn't matter how large it is. If they were walking around with guns, can you even contemplate the police not swarming them and beating them to the ground to get those people with those guns? There's zero chance of that. And yet, no one was arrested. It is fucking amazing to be white, angry, and Republican in this country. You can fucking do anything. They were literally up in trees with guns, like snipers. They said this, and there's pictures of it now because people knew what to look for. The police knew they were up there in sniper positions with their fucking guns, and the police didn't do a fucking thing because they were white and angry and Republican, and that means you have a license to do literally fucking anything, including murder in this country. That's where we are, and that's that's why we are where we are. Because and we're going to be talking about this more in the members section about my about my piece and what this actually means um, and where we are in regards to the, uh, the 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 what I classify now as a civil war. Um, but yes, I agree com- completely. Uh, the, you know, it's a shocking indictment of of um, the, the sort of um, asymmetries in power in this country. You know, it really is. Uh, but look, let's let's um, move on to more um, uh, unfortunate news this week i mean i think that the maybe the, the the hutchinson testimony was good news because i think that that really does make it moved it almost, the needle it moves the, it moved the needle and it makes a sort of an airtight case against trump um uh you know at least they're going to have to bring him up on charges whether he goes to jail i don't know but at the very least perhaps they can stop him from uh, running for president again uh but i i'm personally i for one am Deeply looking forward to Glenn Greenwald explaining why Hillary Clinton being investigated by the FBI meant she could run for office, but it's okay for Trump to run for office while he's being investigated. I can't wait to hear that. Yes. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, of course. It's coming. Oh my God, it's coming and I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the mental gymnastics of the millennia. I can't wait. Yeah, interestingly, Matt Tybee and Glenn Greenwald, our, our, our favourite pair, uh, have had very little to say on abortion, very little to say on um, uh, the January 6th hearing, uh, very little to say on um, the EPA ruling as well, because obviously uh, both sides are just as bad. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> we've, got our, we've got our both sides segment coming up as well. But look, this is an, another serious one. Um, so this is from the AP. This is in a blow to the fight against climate change. The Supreme Court on Thursday limited how the nation's main anti-air pollution law can be used to reduce carbon dioxide emissions from power plants. By a 6-3 vote, surprising that one, uh, with conservatives in the majority, the court said that the Clean Air Act does not give the Environmental Protection Agency broad authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from power plants that contribute to global warming. The decision said... The decision 
sorry, said that environmental advocates and dissenting liberal justices was a major step in the wrong direction. A gut punch, one prominent meteorologist said. At a time of increasing environmental damage attributable to climate change amid dire warnings about the future. So, yes, uh, this is great. Um, because, look, while what's going on in America is, of course, extremely important, you know, um, the fight for democracy and uh, a criminal president leading a neo-fascist Christianist movement, we do have other pressing concerns um, like our natural environment, which is rapidly heating up and, and uh, creating huge amounts of problems for particularly the, in the developing world, mass migration, uh, you know, stop, uh, crops are, are being, you know, people can't grow enough food because the, the, the weather is changing too quickly, flooding, um, you've got coastline disappearing, ice caps are melting the, we are rapidly heating up the planet and everybody knows this and every government on earth is doing is 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 attempting to do something about this pretty much right other than the united states um under donald trump and now under a radical supreme uh, radical supreme court um which has essentially gutted the federal government's ability to curb emissions is this is this is a disaster it's absolutely it's a, it's a it's a it's a genuine disaster and i don't know this just further goes on top of the roe versus wade decision last week right it, i think it kind of just the, the supreme court is now irrelevant right it's not i don't think it's legitimate i don't think it's, it's not irrelevant it's illegitimate it's extremely relevant because they still have the power to reshape yes. the country however the fuck they want yes 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 sorry yes that's that, that this is the judicial tyranny I wrote about several months ago. Yeah. This is exactly what they wanted to do. This is what they've been working for this entire time was taking over the court so they can just rewrite the country. They can't do it in Congress and they can only do it limited in the states. But with the Supreme Court, they can do anything they want. And it's just what century are we living in? That's this is it's it's kind of insane that we're still having this debate. We're still you know, this is still a, a, a an issue. Like everybody, every politician, every Supreme Court justice, every everyone, this is like a fight for the future of humanity, the fight for our survival as a species. We have to be taking this very, very seriously. Uh, and now, if the EPA doesn't have authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions, Guess what's going to happen? Greenhouse gas emissions are going to keep rising to the point where life on planet Earth, for hu- particularly for humans, it's not going to be much fun, right? At all. I mean, we're already kind of past the tipping point, right? It's already sort of, it's almost too late already. Um, but, you know, there's still stuff we can do. There is still, there's still time to make a difference. And then, you know, America is one of the leading uh, greenhouse gas emitters. I think we're like second to China, basically. So, yeah, not good. Not good at all. And again, I, I think it goes, you know, it goes to the to the argument that the Supreme Court is illegitimate. And there's, it's time to for Democrats to, um, we have to pack the court. There's no other option here. Like we can't live like this. It's impo- it's, it's unsustainable and dangerous. Now, They're a threat to life. Now you're not old enough, um, but I mean, I mean, it goes. I mean, they haven't. 
completely gutted the EPA app, but they're going to, right? They'll they'll keep going at it because they don't want the EPA. Mm. And I'm just barely old enough to remember what New York looked like before they cleaned it up. You know, I mean, there was a lot of trash. The water was disgusting. And the smog, I, I just barely remember that as a kid. Just barely. Mm. Just just a little hint of it, you know, and I look at the pictures and it's worse than I remember, right? Because by mm. the time I was old enough to really remember it, it was already starting to clear up a lot, you know, but the smog, the shit in the water, I mean, the, I mean, it took a while for them to clean up all the trash that was, and I don't mean trash on the streets. I'm talking about like, you know, just piles of garbage in the water and piles of shit washing up on the shores. It took mm. time to clean that up, right? It just doesn't go away by itself, but you know, that's they're going to have that come back. So on top of the greenhouse uh, gases, it's just going to be they're just going to start pumping garbage back into everything because that's money that they don't have to spend to clean it up. And if they don't have to clean it up, why not make that money and make themselves a little bit richer? That's what yeah. corporations will do because they don't give a shit. Yeah. And they don't if they don't have to, especially people like the Koch brothers who don't care. If they, if, if, if um, you know, the the stupid libtards yell at us, who cares? We don't care. We're mm. just going to keep doing it anyway because we're going to be making millions and millions and millions of dollars. And what are you going to do about it? We own the courts now, mm. and they'll yeah. just dump it into they'll dump it in minority neighborhoods because those those are the areas that have the least power, and they'll dump it in poor white neighborhoods because they have the least power, and those are the people who most likely to vote for them. And to say, oh, we're going to bring jobs. We'll, we'll, we're going to dump this stuff, and it'll be jobs for you. Meanwhile, cancel will go through the roof. Uh, asthma will go through the roof, and they'll be thanking them for it. Please, sir, can I have another? Again, this just goes to we have to pack the court. That's it. Um, we'll talk about this more in the members section, but there's a strategy, I think, uh, that, that the Democrats now have to use. Um, but yeah, this is pretty bad news. Uh, very disappointing. Very, very sad to see this happen, uh, particularly given you know the state of our natural environment and rising greenhouse emissions. I mean, it's it's you know it's as bad as you know we don't talk about it that much because, like you know, I think you have to get in in order, right? You have to get Republicans out of power in order to do anything about the environment. You can't ha- if Republicans are in power, there's nothing you can do. So the Basically, as a strategy, you have to get them out, right? You can't even discuss the environment with Republicans. There's no point in even talking to them about about uh, uh, you know climate change because most of them don't believe in it, right? Or they pretend not to believe in it. So right. it's sort They're of you know paid well not to believe in it. Paid well not to believe in it, right? Um, so look, we're going to move on to um, uh, Roe versus Wade and how this might. Uh, affect the midterms there's there are some signs that this is going this is shifting the needle a bit on um for the midterms i mean looking at all the polls it doesn't look good for the house the senate i think is more of a toss-up at the moment uh but roe versus wade may uh may actually do something Right. There's some there seems to be some movement towards uh you, you know democrats are gaining some ground which may tip things in their favor like how how significant do you believe this is going to be do you think this is going to play a factor in in the midterms coming up i i want to believe that it does i know texas is already 
moving on to anti-sodomy laws because they want to throw up as much distractions as possible and get their base jazzed up about mm. something new. Like, hey, don't don't sleep now that we've got abortion banned. We still have to go after those homosexuals and we still have to go after all the other people that you hate. Don't it's not over. We still have people to hurt. Because mm. that's their whole thing, right? We have people to hurt. We're not done hurting people. Keep voting for us. Don't stop. The the awfulness is not done. Um, yeah. So I mean, look. But three. So there were three or four recent public polls conducted after the Supreme Court's decision that show that Democrats are now favoured to take control of Congress in November's races. So this was Morris College for NPR and PBS NewsHour showed Democrats with a seven-point advantage. The poll had Democrats with the backing of forty-eight percent of the registered voters, compared with just forty-one percent who supported Republicans on a generic congressional ballot. Right. This poll surveyed eight hundred and sixty-eight registered voters with a margin. Of error of plus or minus five point one percent. So who knows what to make of this, right? This is there's another one by Yahoo News, YouGov poll, um, Republicans trailing by seven percent. And I uh, imagine morning. that'll get worse as um, more states implement their um, abortion bans. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Gonna, the ones that have the, there's the ones with the trigger laws that haven't actually pulled the trigger yet, but they will. And mm. then there'll be the ones who don't have trigger laws that are going to rush to actually put in full you know full blown ban- uh, full blown bands by like the end of the summer or, or September because you know they have to do it before the election to show that they're you know they're doing something blah 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 so mm. you know that's just a great way to piss off women right of and, course. and to show in very stark terms that there's this is the difference between the parties so everyone who's out there screaming the parties are the same it really fucking isn't. They really no, fucking not. aren't. Yeah. So, and, and and that's one of the things you can sort of count on. On the only benefit to the craziness of Republican uh, politics and how extreme they are is how extreme they are. And the public is not. They're nowhere near where the public is on 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 almost all issues. Right. They're, it's it, it's so far right that it's it's kind of like they're off the Richter scale. You know. Then they're, they're not. Um, you know. On on everything from. Uh, from welfare to taxation to women's rights to like the, the public is consistently you know quite liberal on on most of these issues or quite left wing quite in line with the democrats it's obviously it's just the perception of the parties as filtered through the media system um that means that republicans continue to to win elections um and obviously the structural advantages that republicans have built in for themselves so yes, the the uh, I think that this is you know all we really need is the if the economy starts to shift if the economy kind of like you know inflation starts to calm down uh, the chance gas of price has dropped yeah so look you know these are all Wait, did I good. just say gas of price the price of gas the, the price <laughs> of gas yeah <laughs> um yeah so these these are these are good things if if that trend continues and um you know but by November, then I think you know the Democrats have a, a decent chance, right? And and Republican extremism is going to uh, you know it's going to come back to haunt them. And and all they need, Democrats need just a couple more seats in the Senate. They need to hold on to the House, uh, and you know then you can they can start to make moves. Uh, whether they will or not is another, that's another issue. I don't know, um, but. 
I think hopefully the the only positive I can see from this Roe versus Wade thing is the mobilization of uh, the left. And that's a good thing, you know, because the left, I don't understand why it takes the left, why it takes this this amount of extremism to get them to riled up um, or to, to wake up. But I think that's sort of what's happening. Um, so anyway, let's move on to both sides. Uh, who is your pick today, Justin? Um I got Facebook today. Facebook, okay. it's, this is a little bit different. It's not necessarily showing that the right is crazier than the left. It's how Facebook treats both. And Facebook can go fuck itself three ways from Sunday. Um, I mean, I hate Facebook to begin with. And if I could quit Facebook forever, I would. And I would never be on it again. And I would be happy. But so in the wake of the Roe v. Wade decision, Facebook, in its infinite decision, decided to start censoring all, not all, but as many posts of people saying, if you need abortion pills, I will mail them to you. Okay? If you can't get them yourself, I will mail them to you, and et cetera, et cetera. And Facebook said, oh, no, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that on our platform. And they started banning, they started censoring those posts and shutting down people's um, accounts. Now, that would not be a problem, right? Because it goes against their, their terms and conditions and blah, blah, blah. But people tested this and put out the exact same posts, but swapped the word abortion pill or you know whatever the medical name is, Metropole or something. I can't pronounce it. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> with guns and weed, which are also both illegal to do on Facebook and goes against their terms and conditions. And guess what Facebook did? Not a fucking thing. Those posts stayed up. It was just the ones about abortion pills. So you can illegally buy a gun and weed on Facebook, but you can't get abortion pills on Facebook because Facebook decided that was a bridge too far. So you can get a gun and kill somebody, but you can't get an abortion pill to do something that is your right to do. Oh, well. So, yeah, Facebook can go fuck itself. Now, at the same time, there is a group called Jane's Revenge. Um, and they are... A, well, basically, they're a terrorist group as far as Facebook is concerned. They're big terrorist act so far. They have um, basically spray-painted graffiti on – who was it again? Oh, God, they, they spray-painted an anti-abortion group's office, and that was it. Okay. Now, mind you, Facebook doesn't go out of its way to ban groups like the Proud Boys and the Three Percenters – and the Oath Keepers, who are literal, actual terrorist groups. They're not censored and banned. And as far as we know, we're not sure if they're labeled as terrorist groups on Facebook because Facebook doesn't tell you that. They won't share with um, anybody who they label as terrorist groups. But for the longest time, they were not labeled as terrorist groups as of last year. And they've been doing terrorist shit for way longer and much more extreme than um, spray painting. But they weren't terrorist groups. But now there's one anti-anti-abortion, or however you want to phrase it. They spray paint one place, they're a terrorist group, and you can't talk about them on Facebook without getting your post censored because Facebook is apparently way on board with being 
anti uh, Roe v. Wade. So that's Facebook, and they can go fuck themselves. Here, here. I yes. Um, I hate Facebook. I if I could get off Facebook, I would. Unfortunately, I, I, w- I would just burn my account and yeah. never look at it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, my my pick this week is uh, there's a lovely individual, lovely chap named Nick Fuentes, who is a white nationalist, far right activist, who. Um, has the he, he's a big he's a pal of uh, Marjorie Taylor Green or at least Marjorie Taylor Green came to speak at one of his events. This guy is a real peach. This guy's a real um, a really lovely human being. All twenty three years old. He looks like he's about thirty five. Um, so well, I don't know. Hate ages you. <laughs> hate yeah. Hate this is exactly proof that hate ages you. But I'm just going to play a clip from uh, our, our, this this guy white nationalist Nick Fuentes, who is an ardent Trump supporter. Um, you know, he and he's very, very prominent in these um, uh, far-right organizations and uh, that apparently Trump isn't associated with, but whatever. So here we go. This was him talking about uh, uh, Jews today. If Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a Jewish woman, didn't die last year so that Amy Coney Barrett, a Catholic woman, could be appointed to the bench... We would still have Roe versus Wade. Now you tell me that this is a Judeo-Christian country. Now you tell me that this is a Judeo-Christian movement. You tell me that it doesn't matter that you have a lot of these Jewish people in government. Tell me that it doesn't matter after a decision like this. Tell me that with a straight face, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's saying, tell me it doesn't matter that we have all these Jewish figures in government. Just the racism is just breathtaking. Just yes. Okay. So who on the left? Who on the left? I just, you know, anybody, Justin, throw out a name. There's some dickheads on the left. Absolutely. Right. Can you name a single character on the left like that? As far left as you can go. Go to the furthest far left activist you can think of. Right. Um, Do you hear anything like that? No. I mean, the closest you get is, is when people get a little too, too involved in their uh, anti-Israel talking, and it, it drip it dips into anti-Semitism. But yes. even then, even then, it they're doesn't get about, like this. Yeah, they're not talking about too many Jews in government. Yeah, they right. don't. They 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 sometimes cross that line. But even then, it's not just like, oh my God, Jews! Ah, oh, Jews! They just they it just doesn't get that bad on the left. Yes, yeah, there is anti-Semitism on the left, one hundred percent, and I've 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 written a lot about that, and and we continue to speaking out about that, obviously, because I think it, it, it it's a real problem. Um, but but it's, it's still not, not even a fraction no, of this. No, and it's not violent. It's not violent like this. It's not. It's not um uh, quite as hateful, and it, it, it's qualitatively different. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, there's our. There's our. Uh, <laughs> this is what's happening. I hope. I hope. You know what I want to do with a lot of these podcasts is right is to sort of lay out the landscape as to what is happening in in America, so so people get an ac- accurate understanding of just just how bad it is. And it might be that we're kind of it's all doom and gloom on the podcast, but I think you know look, this is going to lead into our members only uh, podcast today about just how bad things are and and my argument is that we're in a um, we are actually in a civil war uh, and what that means for the democrats so 
um, to all of our lovely listeners, we're going to end the, the show there today and we're going to head into the members only section where we're going to be talking about the piece that I wrote for the Banzer this week where I argue that uh, America is already in a civil war. Um, Justin, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the piece as well. So I want you, you know, we're going to get your opinion on this. Sure. Whether I'm right, um, whether I'm jumping the gun here a bit, you know, whether I'm using hyperbole, uh, is this accurate or not? And um, if I'm right, then uh, other tactics I, allow, I outline uh, uh, any good and or, or, or relevant. So hopefully we'll see you all there. Um, you can get a Banter membership. You can get uh, two months free. If you just click on the link on the uh, on the Substack page, you'll get two weeks free and uh, uh, sorry, two months free where you can listen to everything we do. Get access to the the uh, members only podcast. You get access to all premium articles. You get access to our letters to the editor feature. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you uh, come join us. So thanks all, and we'll see you next week. Adios.